This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome, Melbourne. It is the Tuesday 18 this morning. It's 24 minutes to 7. You are on Joy. It's 11 degrees at the moment. It's grim. It's at rainy. It's and my grim. hair got a little bit wet on the way here. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful, though. Oh, thank you. It's really I just said it's grim. It's grim outside and inside. We've got a cracking show coming, guys. There's a guest, a palooza today. We've got uh, Daniel Lamon and Imogen coming in from there to tell us about their play, Awakening. Uh, we've got uh, the lovely Michael, 666 Superstar, joining us live from Kiev. Ooh. And Angie Green from Stand Up Events to promote her Move in May fundraiser. Stick around, guys. It's not just a tag team today. It's a tag team with a cavalcade of special guests. This Joy program has a podcast, and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. Speaking of uh, getting a buck up, oh. or something that rhymes thus so... <laughs> Dave, Dave, last week you were teasing... Well, really, we couldn't shut you up about it. All you wanted to talk about was how last Tuesday night you were going on a, a date, a public affair, you could say. Yes. Please tell us, pray tell, how did it go? Okay, so I'll give you some details. It was... Uh, we went out to St Kilda. I, good. I, I made a mistake. I wanted to organise pre-drinks at the... Uh, the Esplanade Hotel. Oh. I don't know. It's been shut. I don't know how long, but it was... Oh, oh, years. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Not like four years or so? Yeah, well, I was late on that one. Yeah, so yeah. we ended up just walking down the street. There's plenty of other options. So yeah. at night, you just made him rock up to a boarded up abandoned building? Pretty much. Right. Did he think you were trying to take him to a recording of Rock Quiz? Is that what... <laughs> yeah, it might have been, yeah. <laughs> but then we ended up going to a, I won't plug it, but a very nice Japanese restaurant in St Kilda. Very, oh. very, very nice. Oh, um, right. And how was the uh, conversation... Yeah, because you you know you yeah. have been unlucky in love in the past. Was this the was this the breaking of the curse? Oh, the conversation it was a good, a very good date. Great um, conversation was good, and I'm always big on banter and conversation. So uh, he did well in those categories. If you were if he was a dinosaur, would he be a Bantosaurus Rex? Uh, I'm going to say yes to that, Harry. Oh, <laughs> so he's hung. I get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, now, now, of course, you know how many dates out of five do you give it? Out of five, like oh. we're talking like prunes, you know, like dates. Four point four. All right, <gasps> you will stay very regular with four point four dates. Wow. I like that. I like. And do you think it will? Do you think there might be a uh, follow up date? Oh, we really caught up on the weekend. Actually. <gasps> yeah. What? We uh, did a bit of brunch on Sunday. Brunch. Oh my god. So this is actually a, a two date update. This, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess so. Oh right. no. Wait. Have you caught up since Sunday? No. No, okay. What day is it? Tuesday, settle down. Oh, well, we do? thought, Harry thought you might have, maybe, maybe it went, maybe it went from well, Sunday through to Monday. The I know, date, you now know. that you're like fully eaten, because brunch is a big, a big meal now. So yes. now that you're fully eaten in front of each other and not just having a salad. <laughs> yeah, did you order something to try and look dainty or? Because you, um, you need to get your football jersey and your roll-up jeans next week. So. I ordered a uh, Freddy's Omelette, it was called. Oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. All right. That was well, that's not bad. That's not yeah. bad. This might be it. This might be the end of it. I've got a good feeling about this. I love you your questions. Your questions are so easy this morning. I was expecting something a bit tougher from you guys. Did you kiss him? No. Did he stay over? No. 
You've not kissed him at all? No. All right. Well, that's the next update. When you've got that scheduled for. (laughs) Joy.org.au. Guys. Yes, darling. I've I've got something that I think we need to discuss. Adulting. Right, oh. and I've got a test to prove if we are once and for all adults or not adults. Okay, what's okay. the alternative? Children, just can't life. Just okay. can't life. Okay, yeah, yeah, because we've talked before about things that I've been trying to learn how to do. Like I uh, started to learn how to cook. I thought that was an important thing to learn. Oh yeah. Well, what you learnt is how to open packets. So that's not technically cooking, okay, is it? Okay, and what you learned to open was a bag of bitch, okay? So. <laughs> Wee! Well, that got hectic. You know that's my trigger I'm word. I'm sorry, I forgot that. I, sorry, I, re- I genuinely apologise to you and all the listeners, because that is your trigger word. Yes. That is your trigger word. All okay, right. let's start the test. Okay, can you replace a stopper in the sink? I'm going to go first and say I'm not really handy around the house, so I'm out of that one already. I'm going to go second and say I have no idea what a stopper is. Do you know what a stopper is? Yeah, what's a stopper underneath the sink? Yeah, I don't know. A drain. I was thinking a washer. Yeah, Those no. bolts and bits it's and pieces. To stop it um, leaking. No, my no? type no. will be running all, all right. day. No, I'm in charge. Yep. Can you unclog a drain? No, I'm going to say yeah, I can. You just use that plunger thing, or you can even use your. Have hand. you done it though? Have you oh. used? Yeah, the I have. Yeah, okay, Dave. Yep. I'll Dave next. All right, that's very good. Can you hang art or a mirror on the wall? Oh, everybody can do oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, that's silly. No, no, no. I don't mean... Can Everyone you, can do it. I don't mean, can you buy plastic stickers <laughs> and stick them to the wall? I mean, can you measure, put a put a washer in first and a grip and drill in and hang it? Yeah. You know, I often say the easiest way to identify a straight man is whichever one's walking across the wall looking for studs. <laughs> you know, a straight man yeah, wants yeah. to prove that he can find yeah. the studs in a wall. My dad can't be in a room more than 20 seconds before he's found the studs, and I'm not talking in the same way I do, guys. Yeah, I'm actually, <laughs> actually going to say no to that now, as I don't yeah. think I'll be able to... No. I'll be too risky. I mean, you're no good at finding studs, mate. Your love life's proven that time and time again. Yep. Okay, one all. <laughs> can you patch a hole in a wall? No, and that would be a very handy one. Yeah, I'm terrible at this. I, I can't once do that had a all. house party where somebody went straight through the wall. I'm saying that you could see daylight through the wall because their elbow went through the wall and out the other side. Mm. And it cost me a lot of money to get fixed. So it would be very handy if I could patch that one up, I reckon. Yeah, wow. my brother punched the wall, made a hole one day. Oh, yeah. aggressive family. Aggressive. Yeah. How's he going these days? Uh, yeah, dateless as well. Is he? Mm. Oh. Can you set a screw that just spins in place? Why would you want to do that? Yeah. What do you mean, why would you want to do that? Because it would be loose. But you're saying, can you set a screw that sits in pl- that spins? Why would spins. you want to do that? It spins because it, it's loosening whatever's holding it because it's just spinning. It's not I doing understand anything. it's a problem, but why would you want to set one that does that? I'm all for screwing, so I'm going to say uh, I can do that. Oh. I can do that. <laughs> and just for the people playing at home, I won 2-1. This Joy program has a podcast, and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. And now it's time for me to delve into your lives. Oh, say so what? I've got this new thing that I'm very, very, uh, I don't know, I always find it very, very intriguing. Yeah. Okay. To uh, delve into people's Google history, what oh. they're searching. Because I think it can actually reveal a lot about oneself. I've started wearing one of those Medicaid bracelets that says, you know, if dead, delete my delete my search yep. history. And top drawer. Um, so, Sorry. do you mean the messy drawer? No, just the top drawer. Oh, just the top well, right, I mean, yeah. it, can be, it can be messy. Hmm. You mean the bedroom? I think I think mm. David means in the bedroom. Oh, right. I thought you meant like the sideboard where I like all the loose batteries yeah, are. Yeah, a couple of like, books. Oh, oh yeah. batteries. We know what they're using the batteries for, maybe. Uh, that, My DVD player. That alarm clock. <laughs> that alarm clock. Um, so, I thought you, you two names sprung to mind. I want to know more about my... Uh, 
Brecky presenters. So what you're saying is you want us, you want get to look your phones at our out. phones and right. look at the get your Google out. history. Yeah. All right, all right. Okay. Well, here's the thing: I can't play this game because <laughs> no, no, um, Hunter. No, no, no I, I literally can't play this game because I turned off any form of recording of history many years ago. And I uh, browse permanently in private mode, <laughs> so as to not leave an incriminating tale. I reckon you're under arrest already, I reckon, <laughs> <laughs> for true suspicion. That's right, I mean, technically I'm not recording, but we know the government's holding on to the metadata, so <laughs> I can and will go down at some point. All right, well, okay. Harry, I'm, do you want I'm to reveal? Happy, I'm happy to go. All right, okay, so, how to fix hole in the wall. All right, here we go. I've, I bet she's I've been got, Googling all those adulting I've questions. got um, friends... TV series David because there was David Trimmer said that Friends was coming back 2018 but it was a hoax okay um, how many I've, times you fall for that coax back <laughs> so many times <laughs> I've got um, I wanted to remember the name of the news anchor that did all the coverage without a script when Diana died his name is Peter Sisson, so I've got BBC oh coverage, God. Diana Death, news anchor. Oh, my God, Harry, we haven't talked about how we thought the Queen died this week. Got, is that when you hit it? Is that when you hit that Google? Yeah, yeah I've got British Bulldog Puppies. Um, I've got... I've got <laughs> Duke is Dead. That, oh, that was yeah. from last it's week. Not a bad name for a yeah. got, Duke um, is Dead. The Ramen, and I've got... All um, oh, right, well, Shadow. that's fascinating, Harry. What's going on in yours, Dave? Mine's pretty innocent. <laughs> um, I've got uh, Cocktail Tress Code. Oh, yeah. I had an engagement party. I wanted to know what I had to wear. Uh, Donald Trump star sign. <laughs> I just oh, want, my God. I wanted to make sure that he wasn't a Leo like me. <laughs> All right. Just out of cute. What is he? What is he? Uh, oh, I forgot. Oh, uh, make it up. Oh. Come on. Aries. I'll go with Aries, I think. Um, Aries? Really Aries. Aries. Joy.org.au. You're on Joy 94.9 this morning with Harry Hunter and Dave the Apprentice. The Apprentice. Guys, it's very exciting in the studio at the moment. We're about to go international. Oh, yes. We're going all the way to the glitz, to the glamour, to the WTF that is Eurovision uh, live from 2017. All the way from Kamiev. Joining us now is Michael. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, kids. How are you going? Very well, thank you. How's life going? Look, I've just come out of the uh, dress rehearsal for the first semi-final, the one where the uh, the juries are all are all voting on. Yeah. And um, I'm just so excited that this year's um, spon- one of my, one of their sponsors this year is a, a company that makes fermented beverages. Oh. Uh, and there's quite a number of places in the venue to buy those beverages from, oh. which makes for a fantastic concert. <laughs> you mean uh, you mean there's a lot of kombucha going on around Kiev? Is there? L- look, there is. They're loving it. They're loving it. And so are mine, and it's it's, it's pleasing. But uh, it has been a very big night here in Kiev. We've just had our first semi run through. Um, Isaiah was on the stage, uh, trying to impress the juries. Look, I'm actually the the crowd were actually really happy to see him. He actually got um, quite a bit of applause during the postcard. That little snippet of of, of fluff they have before the um, the actual performance, and uh, the crowd in the in the arena were were cheering and applauding. It was fantastic. And afterwards, uh, they were loving it as well. So, from a public perspective, uh, I reckon he's 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 charming the uh, the pants off everyone. But uh, his actual performance was great as well. So, Michael, did you say that this is the performance that the jury vote on? So, it's, it was a very important performance. Is that right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, unlike the one that you'd be waking up for tomorrow at 5 o'clock, which you vote on, this one is for all the juries around the world. So there was five very important people in Sydney, for example, who are at the SBS studios watching um, this particular performance to give their ranking from uh, 12 points down to one. So it's just as important, but it's not the, the, the live TV show that you see yeah. um, at 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. And he's got, he's got a spinning platform, hasn't he? Do you think that got him over the line as well? <laughs> that lazy Susan is one. In fact, you'll uh, be hearing... Oh, we had a chat about that lazy Susan uh, today. You'll hear that podcast soon at joy.org.au forward slash joy Eurovision. But uh, his main concern is not falling off it. So far, he hasn't. Right. Um, as opposed to an act who has got another prop, and uh, the singer has fallen off that already a couple of times. So That's what we like to hear. Fingers crossed. Well, fingers crossed. It does, but it doesn't happen on the night. We'll see how that goes. Who's, um, who's your money on this year for the weirdest performance? Or the most unusual? Oh, for the... W- oh, Azerbaijan has turned Classic. up the weird. Uh, turned it up this year. They have somehow combined a blackboard, a ladder, and a man with a horse head into oh. a song. Now, Michael, uh, who's bombed in the, uh, the first round? Well, we had, we've had a couple of issues. Uh, poor Belgium's Blanche looked oh. like she'd just had an animal, her favourite pet pony die in front of her <laughs> and then was pushed onto stage to sing. Uh, oh. But that has, that has sort of, it's it, it sort of eased her. It, it's, she hasn't looked so sad in the last couple of, uh, of goes, so that's a good one. Um, but all the others have sort of stayed as we expected them to. There's been really no other songs that have bombed as such. Although, come the second semi, uh, we'll see. We won't know that one yet, so that's a couple of days' time to sort of see the end result. But um, for the first semi, they all seem to to go off okay. The only bombing has been of the production crew. Uh, well, the behind-the-scenes people, the Ukrainians, who have had some issues with actually getting things um, happening the way they should. But the songs themselves, so far, so good. Excellent, mate. Well, we'll keep our eyes, peers, and please do pass on our condolences to Blanche from Belgium. Uh, read, read the pony. Uh, good luck. Good luck with everything over there, and don't go easy on the kumbacha too. We want to make sure that you, you come back in one piece. Thank you very much, Michael. Thanks, guys. Thank you. This Joy program has a podcast, and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. Joining us now is Daniel Lemon and Imogen Walsh, and they've got a brand new show in town. It's called Awakening. Good morning, guys. Good morning. For those of who of us who didn't get to the last time, uh, get along last time, so everyone gets crushed out. <laughs> um, tell us what's it about. Do you want to tell that image? Uh, you go on, go okay. on, you do it. So it's an adaptation of Spring Awakening, which is a German play that was written by Frank Wiedekind, and basically it's about um, a group of 14-year-olds who are kind of on the cusp of adolescence, and they're then confronted with a lot of issues from sexuality, mental health, which are seemingly adult issues, um, but then they're thrown upon these young children and it's sort of watching how they deal with all those things. So a bit, a bit of explaining because, Daniel, I know you and you've been knocking around with this play for like, like a year now. Oh, yeah. Up until about eight minutes ago, I thought it was a musical. So a lot of people might know Spring, Spring Awakening as a musical. Yes. But, but you, this play is like a reimagining, correct me if I'm wrong, a reimagining of the original, which was actually a play. Yes. So the original play, yeah, is, is a kind of a classic. It's a classic piece of um, German theatre. And yeah, it was adapted into the, a musical in the early 2000s which was very popular uh, and kind of gave the play another kind of 
kick of new life. We decided to adapt the play, though, a because it's not in copyright, so no one's going to get angry at us, uh, and also because it's just it's a little bit more raw and a little bit more confronting. I see, I see. And yes. so, what remains of the original is this like a like a Nicole Kidman in Bewitched situation, or what? Like how much how much have we got? Well, I mean, there's still a bit of a nose wiggle in it, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, it's mostly it's mostly the original play, but we've uh, there's a certain point where we kind of deviate and play around and muck around with it. So while we kind of keep describing it as it's the DNA of the original play, but we've kind of made it into something slightly different. Yeah, Jurassic like some, parked it. Yeah, like yes. some of the imagery and whatever from the play we've sort of kept. Um, and like particularly like in, like crucial like moments in like their lives that are going to like change it basically forever. But one of the things we did with adapting it was to go, what are the things that we really love about this play? And then just kind of focus on them and extrapolate them and expand them and go, well, what do we think of, you know, issues of teen suicide and the lack of sexual education and sexual assault and um, the role of women and their ownership of their own bodies? What does mm. that say what do we think about that now and what can we use this play to talk about that with? And Imogen, who do you play in the... Um, I play a few different roles. Um, right, bragging. It, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, well, basically, um, it's an ensemble, so we are constantly shifting parts. So I'll play Venla in one scene and another actress will play Venla. And then I also play the characters of Ilsa and Marta. Um, so three very different women and also one of the adult women in the show is Mrs Bergman, the mother of Venla. So wow, yeah, <laughs> and um, and Richard Watts at Triple R said it was one of the most compelling pieces of theatre he's uh, seen all year. Now, what month did he say that in? It's January. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was. It'd be very. It'd be horrible. Um, no, it was. Uh, it was September. So he saw right. it uh, in our. Uh, we did an original season of it at Trades Hall last year uh, through Monash Uni Student Theatre, which was the company that produced it out um, from Clayton. We did it at Trades Hall. We kind of thought people would think we were either insane or you know yell at us for what we'd done to this classic play, and instead people loved it and kind of. Get, started opening up and telling us very personal things and personal responses, and Richard was one of those. So yeah, it was around. So, I so think the show September. is literally backed by popular demand, which is yes, uh, which is a good deal. And Imogen, I want to ask you. I know um, that Daniel's pretty difficult um, as a friend. <laughs> End of sentence. Thanks. Um, what What is he like as a, as a director? Pretty awful. Um, no. <laughs> well, thanks for coming in, guys. I've got what I wanted from this interview. Is he a taskmaster? What's going on? Um. I think he's definitely a taskmaster, but he's very much, like, allows you to sort of find the decisions that you make. So he's not really a director who's going to be like, I want you to do this, I want you to do this, and is very, very prescriptive. It's more giving you ownership of your own work. Um, And I think that's empowering as an actor as well, that someone, like, trusts your ideas and your initiative enough that he's going to allow you to find the choice that you make based on, like, what he gives you. Oh, what a lovely oh, review. Oh, look at that. Can't translate some of that into your personal life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, get along and see Awakening at 45 Downstairs. I'll be there. We can go on a date if you like. You can get tickets at 45downstairs.com. Daniel and Imogen, uh, thank you very much for coming in. Good luck. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Nice. Well, have fun. Joy.org.au. Uh, now, stand-up events was founded in response to the inequality that exists in Australian sport, and to talk about this further is the very lovely and founder and CEO, Angie Green. Ooh, good morning, Angie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us more about stand-up events and what is the main goal? 
Yeah, so Stand Up Events is a non-for-profit incorporated association which is dedicated to fighting homophobia and sexual and gender discrimination in sport. Um, And the main goal is we're creating um, customised preventative programs to implement into junior sporting codes to hopefully... um, eradicate discrimination and derogatory language and behaviour from a young age so everyone feels safe in sport. And how did, how did you come to that? Um, I, I, it's something that's really personal to me. I, I grew up in a really sporting family. Um, my oldest brother, Stephen, played AFL. Um, my father, Russell Green, is in the Hawthorne Hall of Fame and my um, grandfather, Frank Sergeman, won tennis grand slams. Um, oh, wow, good pedigree. And, yeah, yeah, no. Well, you would, yeah. Any theatre sports champion? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really missed out on any oh, form of talent. Oh, really? Uh, no, no, yeah. Like big, big, oh, big ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, it, it, I have two older brothers, one's gay and one's straight, and both absolutely freak athletes. And um, as I grew up, I witnessed how differently they were treated um, in life, but especially sport. And um, like a lot of other non-hetero and gender diverse people, my my gay brother Brent um, excluded himself from team sports at around the age of 15 because he just couldn't handle being in that team environment. And and research shows that that's uh, not uncommon. And I just think that that is totally unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. And you have a major fundraiser coming up soon. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, the fundraiser we have coming up, which I'm really excited <laughs> about, is uh, it's called CG's Move in May, and it's in support of Idahot. Uh, we had our very first one last year, and the way we promote it and, and the message that we want to send is this is an event, um, it's a fun run walk, and it's literally for anyone and everyone um, who believes in equality, regardless of sexuality and or gender. Um, it's around the tan and there's entertainment from start to finish. Have you been training hard for it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the thing people are like, because you can run 8K or 4K or yeah. you can walk 4. And I'm like, it, I, I, I only think I... I mean, you, you, you do not have to be skilled in this say, area all eyes, at all. All eyes are going to be on you, mate. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. By example. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. I, I know personally, running and even walking doesn't yeah. really appeal to me. Can we yeah. just come and support the event? Yes, absolutely. So, because the way it's designed is um, we actually block off a section of the tan. Mm. And the way it's designed is there's the fun run walk and then it funnels off to a post-event celebration that has food and drink trucks a bar, picnic patch, um, children, 13 yeah, and under yeah. yeah, A food reward. That's uh, why I need at the end of a fun run. There, this is how professional I am. There is the one of the major shots from last year is me behind our major sponsor, CGO, double parked with, <laughs> with two champagne. And I was like, no. That's exactly <laughs> that I like the sound of carb loading without the running. Yes, yeah, so just a carb loading. That's a, that's a good fundraiser. Yeah. Just eating, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, You've got some big names supporting it. Who are, who are your ambassadors for stand-up? Um, our ambassadors are the likes of uh, we've got Trent Cotchen, um, Brendan Goddard, Tyson Goldsack, uh, Molly Meldrum, Olympia Valance, um, Matthew Pavlich. Uh, Olympia Valance, that's good because she's an actress, but her name is very sporty. 
Like Olympia. Yes. I see I do That's like, exactly yeah, why we I do, got it wrong. I do like Olympia is the only one you knew out of that yeah. list. <laughs> yeah. The others are, the others are <laughs> AFL legends. Excuse me, I knew Molly Meltram. <laughs> yeah. And I also went to high school with the Gold Sacks, so I've heard of that one. Too. Okay. Oh, so, right. so Matthew Pellich has only played like 340 games. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Well, for more information about stand up events and to buy tickets for Moving My, simply go to their website, standupevents.com.au. Angie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Joy.org.au. And Harry, you've got a workplace dilemma, a.k.a. Oh should I be a slug or not? Well, <laughs> God, I missed that bit. I've walked out one bit. And... Should I be a what? A slug. A sl- oh, me, you're going to fall out. <laughs> um, well, it's my, it's my boss's birthday yep. um, tomorrow. And my dilemma is, do I get him a joke gift that I know is going to crack some lols, but he is my boss, or do I have to get him a good gift? Because if it's going to be a good gift, I think I should crowdfund. Well, give me an example of a good gift. You know, like um, like a nice bottle of vino, maybe some aftershave. I don't know. Okay. I don't really know what to buy for boys. Is it? A, do you know? Is it a milestone birthday? Are we talking the big five zero? The big probably. 6-0? I don't know. So you don't know. No. Well, let me say this: you absolutely cannot buy him a nice birthday present. Okay. That's. I think that's almost creepy. Oh really? Well, do you normally do it? Well, this is the first year I've worked with him on his birthday. Dave, you're good friends with your boss. Do you buy them genuine gifts? Genuine, as Harry would say. Actually, I do for one of them, actually. Really? Yes, I brought them, uh, I brought her a, a movie tickets. Oh, and you like probably a, told a, her she looked nice as well, didn't you? A good one. Gold class? Mm. Yeah, gold class, Ooh, yeah. The five course right. sort of one, yeah. What about what? Harry back in your supermarket days? Did you used to buy a, 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 a boss for your manager then? No, probably just lunch from the canteen. Oh, did they have an in? They have an in-house yeah, canteen, and you had to like put money onto a card for money because you weren't allowed to pay cash. It had to be on a card. And they had actual dinner ladies yeah, in there. You were a did. fool to Actually, leave that. You were a fool to leave that shopping. I used to uh, manage a supermarket back in my past days. I never, <laughs> I never, <laughs> I can Bragging. say I never received a you gift never from received. anyone. Never. You would have been the boss of loads of people. Yeah, Christmas, birthdays, nothing. You can probably buy a joke gift if you if you have to. Absolutely, well, he's joke gift's fun. He's just got a spa, so I thought I'd get him some water wings and a snorkel. Oh, what are water wings? You know, the... Oh, floaties. Floaties. We call them floaties. You know what? I've got no time for people with a jacuzzi. It's one of my pet hates. You know why? People with jacuzzis, no offence to your boss. (laughs) Is it a he or a she? He. No offence if you're listening. People with jacuzzis often make the mistake where they think they have a pool and they'll often be like, come over for a spa. And you just Mm. want... You get over there and you're like, mate, Mm. we've all got a bath. This is just a big bath. Yeah, Yeah, with bubbles. He He is... He has said a couple of times that um, I want to get people over for... Oh, I thought he texted me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should get the uh, get the water joke gift, but I think you've got to put like maybe a little bit of chocolates in there or something, a little bit half serious. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 something, yeah. 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 But, but at, at all costs, you need to avoid an all-staff jacuzzi around at the boss's joint. Okay, good. Oh, all right, I'm glad. <laughs> now, that is the best advice Hunter's ever well, given in his said, life. That's, she, that's what he yeah, was saying. Because you know what I'm like. I'm being a never nude. Oh, I didn't even tell you, by the way. Listen. This is a whole new show. We've got so much to unpack. We've got 28 segments we just got out of that one. Now, guys, week. speaking of being never nudes, next week is Radiothon, and Ooh. we have all committed to wearing our dream outfits. Now, they're the dream. They're the outfits that we aspire to be hot enough to wear one day. I'm coming in an overall. Harry, what are you coming in? Oh, crop top. Yay. I'm coming in rolled up jeans and a footy jumper. Now, should, footy jumper, should I wear the pride jumper that I yes, won in the auction? Or should I wear my Geelong Cats jumper? No, pride. I think Pride's the most appropriate one. Prue Gilday's here. We're going we're gonna to find out what she's going to wear too because she needs to come in in her dream outfit. Oh, I think, I think it's ball gown. She's going to do a ball gown. Mm. Excellent. Yeah. That's what the rumour on the street is. 
Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.